Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So if we haven't made it clear before, I just want to iterate to all of you. Reiterate, make known, establish that if you want to be friends with me and Abby, there's really only one thing that you need to prioritize. And what is it? Oh, food, always. (laughs) (laughs) So we have a team member. So, okay, we're working on something behind the scenes and I'm really, really, really excited to show you guys. And in order to like give us focus time to do it, we're having a team member fly out and she's coming and she's going to stay here for a week. And so we're making the itinerary this morning. (laughs) like every day started with, okay, do we want to do a nice breakfast, lunch, or dinner these days? Do we want to order in? Do we want to go out? So like if we start nice and then we can end kind of chill, but then the next day we do nice and here's all the food places I want to go to. So we need to fit them in. Which location are we going to? And while we're there, we could also get drinks at this place. So it's basically a food and beverage tour of Kansas City. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think we really actually figured out much of what we're other than the hard meetings and things that are like being fit in but I'm not mad about it it's gonna be good because there are a handful of places I've never been before and on top of some places that are just really there's only one place on the list that I haven't been and it's the place place we're going to for dinner for like all of leadership okay so that's the still well if anyone's in Kansas City and curious we're hitting up Cafeteria, Tres Amar, and, Tom, and Tom's Town, Jimmy John's, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, where was the other one? The Some Place in Lee Summit. I can't think of what you called. Oh, Third Street Social. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got taken to that place from Cassidy, and there's one in Lee Summit that's super cute. And then they've been just popping up all over the place. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's a chain. If it's a chain, don't tell me. Like, I'm just going to convince myself that it's like a local Kansas City place. And then we just happen to have like five of them because there's there's one out here. It's honestly surprising. I mean, I know there are some places that are owned by a bigger restaurant group in Kansas City. So I could see how they might feel chainy. Like if you just think of like PB&J, like PB&J owns so many restaurants. Sure, sure. So I, I wonder if know. it's sort of like that. So, I mean, Summit Grill has what? Three locations or just right. two? Right. It says it's a chef-driven cuisine and from scratch kitchen, but that doesn't tell me anything. If there's locations outside of Kansas City, that would tell you more, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. I just have to know. You have to know. Third Street Social Locations. 
South Plaza. No, it's just Lee Summit in Missouri. Yeah. So it's going to be Kansas City then. Yeah, South Plaza, Lee Summit. Maybe I'm thinking of a different, because there's only two locations here. Maybe there's another restaurant that has a similar name that I saw pop up. And I thought it was the same place. I feel like that's what's happening. Oh. So we're going to the Lee Summit one because it's a cute little, you know what we could also do when we're down there is go pour our own candles. Oh, fun. It should be like a little souvenir. Okay. I'm going to take, I'm going to make a note right now because we have to make reservations and we would do that. Well, we would try to do that before lunch so it can like set up while we're eating lunch so we can take them home with us. Look at us being Look so- at us just doing all things. We're planning pool time also because Abby has a pool and we need to get our butts in that pool. We need to tell her not forget to pack her swimsuit. Yeah, for sure mm-hmm. though. I mean, we it's going to be fun. Time. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's a secret, not so secret ploy to eventually, get her to move. <laughs> eventually, we'd love for her to live in Kansas City. Full-time. When I made the reservations for fancy dinner at Stillwell, um, they have you, you can like put special requests on it. And so I literally said, We're trying to convince a team member to move to Kansas City. So put us at your nicest table. Yeah. Do it. Do it. <laughs> it's, in like a, it's in the Kansas City Hotel. So it's already going to be super pretty. Well, because what? Already half of our team lives here, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, get here. Get and she's here. open to it. So I'm just going to bully her to, to move here. <laughs> <laughs> bully her. In the, oh in, the nice, in the Kansas City way. Oh, sure. <laughs> I mean, I think regardless of where your team lives, that's a good segue to talk <laughs> about. <laughs> no, not really. We wanted to talk a little bit about pricing, but with like a different lens. I know there's a ton of people who've talked about price just because you should talk about your value and price what you're worth and all of that crap, which other none of you say, can afford me. Well, it's like, well, if we were doing that, then I literally none of you could afford what I was going to put out into the world. So that aside, I do think there's this conversation that needs to be had amongst those of you who've gotten to the point where you, you've hit your first six figures, maybe even your second six figures, and you're starting to like tap out what you personally can do. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will end up in the zone where they just kind of decide to ditch their current offers for a different set of offers because they think that's the only way to like really move up. And I think pricing is such a huge opportunity. Oftentimes, I would say the majority of our clients who come in the incubator can work with less people and make more money if they're priced appropriately. But the one thing I don't see happening as much as it should is people moving to a premium pricing model to set them up so that they can grow their team. Yeah. I kind of have seen this happen in a couple different ways where we've had some clients come into the incubator where they already have like a couple of employees, but they're, if you go back many episodes, I can't remember what number where we kind of talked about the like unethical ways that people are growing a team and growing their company. And one of the ways is it's truly it's hiring before you can actually afford it. And it's bringing on actual employees, paying them 
stupid high salaries when you literally don't have the money and your like company in and of itself isn't making enough money to justify those high price salaries. And you're doing it for 10,000 different reasons. And we break down in that episode, some of them, you're doing it with great intentions, but it's ultimately causing harm to you and your team. And so I've seen that case play out so many times where, you know, so you built a calculator for our clients where they can plug in their numbers and they can plug in what they want to make and how much time they have. And if they have a team, et cetera, et cetera. And it like spits out this number of like, here's your base price of what you should charge for your service or for your offer. And it could be a one-time payment, or it could be your client over like a year, their contract, whatever, right? Whatever makes sense for you and your goals. But what we were seeing is that the reviews we were giving where we were like, this is the price that you need to charge like yesterday and it's non-negotiable unless you want to fire everyone on your team. And so I want to prevent you from being in that same space of having to make those uncomfortable, unnecessary choices that can like ruin relationships and honestly set your self-esteem back if you're having to kind of recalibrate so much within your team and the decisions that you've made. And before you get down the path of scaling a team and even thinking about who's the next person you need to be hiring, really addressing this first. So you're going to actually be rebuilding or making a new calculator for our clients. And I'm super excited for them to get that. Yeah. So in terms of what that will look like, My goal is to make sure we're accurately taking into account all of your current costs because so often we're, especially in this newer phase, I see people pricing based on what they think they have to do because either their competitors are doing something or they're just like looking around or they're basing too much of the what's next on feelings and they're not really looking at the hard facts that are going into it. And when you start to have staff, I mean, contractors is one thing because oftentimes with a contractor, it's like, okay, I'm going to do a website and I know I will maybe need some copywriting photos and dev. Okay. That could be three contractors and you only hire them when you book said project Mm -hmm. and you know what the rate is going to be for that. And so then you build it into your price and it feels expected and anticipated. When you have staff, you always have costs. Like they don't, it doesn't go away. Like their Mm -hmm. salary is typically pretty stable it should be. I mean, don't. It should be. Their salary <laughs> should be. Means. <laughs> yeah, their salary should be stable, and then they're gonna have. You're gonna have tax costs. You're gonna have benefit costs and any other overhead to sustain that employee. So, I mean, some of our clients have a physical location, and so they may have rent. They may have extra insurance. There's other costs that go into just literally having a desk and a space for someone. right? And even if it's all virtual, you could have other costs. Like if you really break it down, how much is their email and Slack and all the other software they need access to? What does it cost you to put that employee on your team? And then you have to break it down backwards of like, okay, if this is how much it costs to just run the company, what margin do I want on those costs? And I suggest a multiple. Like, I think you should be making three or four X multiple your costs on any given project 
Otherwise, you're not going to take into account all the other things that are going to pop up because your company is not free to run. No, your company is not free to run. And the part of that discussion that I think a lot of people forget to calculate into at the bare minimum is if you're pricing without a multiplier, you're literally only getting paid when you're like actively clocked in to do the work for that client. Like you've pulled up InDesign, you've pulled up a doc in your writing, you're sketching out, not even, you're not even getting paid for that. You're like actually making it happen. What about getting paid when you're emailing them correspondence, when you're putting together like a presentation, a results presentation, when you're like compiling a report for them, when you're on a Zoom call with them? Like, what about all of those other times that happen? And it's easy to get confused because part of the calculator is asking you, like part of the time I need you to know is how much time does it actually take you to just do the work, but you can't ignore, forget about all the other things that you're doing in your business, not just with that client, but within your just business that you need to get paid to do. And someone has to pay for that. Someone has to pay for that. And it doesn't need to be you. By the way, that's why you're running a business. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. 
I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Right. If you want to run a nonprofit. Right. To think that your dollar bills don't help Walmart keep their lights on is silly. Like, your money goes... To multiple things at other different places that you frequent. When we go to restaurants, we're not just paying for the food. No, you're paying for the building. You're paying for the chair you're sitting on. You're paying for all the condiments that you're wasting. And (laughs) (laughs) condiment judger. Well, I mean, there's a reason Chick Fil A put their sauces behind the counter because that (laughs) shit's expensive. Every time I say just one Chick Fil A sauce, and they give me like seven, and I'm like, I said one for a reason. I don't know. These kids need to learn how much it's costing their (laughs) furniture. (laughs) But, you know, I think it's easy to not, you can maybe understand it when you see an operation like a restaurant because you like see it. Like you can like tell, like you can see the wear and tear of the building. You can see the the way for you to eat is for them to have a location for you to eat in. The only way for your client to book your services is for you to have a business, to be able to see you, to be able to see a website, to be able to click a button, to be able to, you know, all of those things have to be there. And when it's virtual, I feel like because it's so much less tangible, it's easy to say, oh, well, it it doesn't, I don't need to. And it's like, we want to set you up for success long term. And if, if you're like- Your Gmail is the dishes. All right. Think about your Gmail as the dishes. Yeah. Literally, literally. Like, how can we put this together in a, in a framework that's going to feel- like something you can understand, like you literally just can't do your job without certain tools and access Mm -hmm. and someone has to pay for it. Like when your clients are your income, your clients don't just pay for their project. They pay for you to run your company. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you have to look at your client as a runway and cash flow. Like how much cash flow do you need to sustain to make everything operate? And it really is, I wouldn't say it's simple math. It does get a little bit more complicated when you get it into this stage, but it is necessary because if you ignore it, you know, in terms of what's going to happen, you're either going to, I would say the most common thing that's going to happen, at least first, is you're going to end up in a cash flow fucking nightmare mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you're not anticipating your costs and you're not setting yourself up for future success you might be just barely taking into account what's currently happening. And so then the moment a client pays late Mm -hmm. or you have a client you have to let go or insert a million other scenarios that would change your cash flow, then you're not sure how you're going to pay your team. Yep. 
And that I which leads to you saying yes to shitty clients yes. and less than ideal work, which leads to team unhappiness, which leads to taking on more smaller projects that you shouldn't have to because you're not waiting out for the premium thing, which means you're burning out your team and you're wasting, you're literally losing time on context switching. So it's costing you more to work with less expensive clients. Turnover, which is fucking expensive. Turnover the like health and wellness of the team members, the stress you're going to cause yourself. Like that's why you put a multiplier on there (laughs) for no other reason, right? For no other reason. I get it. Some of you like, you're like, I don't really care about profit as long as I'm getting paid when I need to. Okay. Okay. If you don't care about profit, then don't think of it in that way. Right. Think about it as paying for all the other things. Yeah. Because trust me, there's plenty of other things for it to be paying for. Yep. It doesn't necessarily have to go to you. It can, but the, you know, you're going to need to build an emergency fund. Like once you have a staff, I want you to have three to six months of everyone on your team's salary plus expenses. Like not just payroll, but like expenses, the, the, like actual cost of running your company mm-hmm. for most people, three to six months of salary and savings a will take you a long time to build. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So and- if you start that multiplier now, I know that's what we're saying. Well, and okay, so even if you don't have the staff, and that's the part that I right, want to talk that's about, what I mean. like bridge the gap early. Yes. Even if you don't necessarily need it to cost XYZ amount because you don't currently have a ton of extra team members, you need to start be working with the caliper of client that mm-hmm. is going to pay at this premium price point. Yep. So that as you're ready to delegate more, you're not reinventing the wheel all over again. Yep. Yep. Well, and I mean, I think that there's a, there are people who, especially, you know, if we're talking about people who've made like hundred K, 150 to 250 K, and maybe you've done it with just like a part-time, like maybe two contractors who are doing a couple different elements. And I'm sure like you've been told that like, there's no reason to keep all this money in the business. And so you have the mentality of not wanting to like have a shit ton of leftover money at the end oh. of the year. I get that. Mm-hmm. And first you have to of pay all, taxes on it. You have to pay taxes on it. So like, okay, if you're leading up to this though, first of all, you can spend that money, buy a new computer, buy some equipment. Like you can spend it. You can pay yourself. You can just make a shit ton if you want to. But what it does is, I would rather you have the problem of what do I do with all this cash rather than needing to build up the roster of premium paying clients way too late. Right. What about, what is the wrong part about this? That's the part that I'm not understanding. I mean, so give me on a high horse for a second and I'm sorry (laughs) in advance. Buckle up, get up there. Do you need a stool? (laughs) I get it because I was you, meaning the person I'm talking to. If you have a desire to make your services accessible. I hate, I hate it. I already hate it. (laughs) I just, 
I love that for you. And let's get you paid so that you can work on passion projects. Like I have- That's why Fiverr exists for a reason. And there are 10,000 other businesses like Fiverr who can serve the masses because they have capital, they have funding, they have billions of dollars to serve people and be accessible at different rates. You do not. Yeah. The problem I'm seeing though is people in an attempt to quote unquote make themselves accessible, they're pricing so far in the wrong direction that usually they're struggling to even pay themselves, let Mm -hmm. alone bring on a team or grow the expenses of a growing company. And I just don't like that for you. I mean, I think about Emily and I seven years ago doing services and we were doing premium services even seven years ago. Okay. Mm -hmm. Emily and I looking at services pricing today. The funny thing is the price point is not all that different. Mm -mm. The required minimum because we have a team is radically different. Yep. Yep. And But the thing that I'm just like telling, I mean, even now I'm like, I really feel like the work we did then, because we were willing to sell it at such a premium. And it was, I mean, it wasn't crazy guys. I'm talking about a $20,000 website. Seven years ago. Seven years ago to like a mom and pop local business. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's not an investment. It is absolutely an investment. However, that price point to me allowed me to like build a lot of Mm self-belief, build a lot of, I think the skills I needed to be successful today. Yeah. Yeah. It does more than just line the pockets of your business when you work premium. Well, and even then the other thing, the other thing then with that specifically when you're starting out, you may have bigger gaps between clients. And so like, it's not always that you're rolling in the box. <laughs> Honestly, right. you right. may have a premium right. price point, but then have a month, there would be gap. A month where we didn't land a client. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, it also has to sustain you over time. And so like, why can't we set ourselves up for success long term? Like, I don't think not that I want anyone to be in like that feast or famine because that is a vicious cycle. Yeah. However, you can (laughs) price at a point where if you end up in a situation where your income goes up and down month to month, if you've built that cushion in your business, if you have that support behind the scenes, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, I just pay myself the same. Emily and I went from paying ourselves completely dependent on what the business made. I think for like, we probably did that for two years mm-hmm. to Emily and I were like, we cannot. Anymore. Cannot. Yeah. Emily and I, I just need to make the same amount and we yeah. need to know what we're going to make and yeah. we need to feel good about it and we need to feel motivated by it. And if we get bonuses later, great. great. But yep. like we needed the stability. And so we are queens of consistency, if anything. And regardless else. of if you're doing that via payroll or just like making a distribution that's the right. same amount, I know for us having like a bank account with cash <laughs> flow in it dramatically changed yep. the trajectory of the business. And I think a lot of it is also connected to like 
your personal beliefs around money and how you may have saved or not saved or spent or not spent growing up. And I think that influences how we're willing to price, how we're willing to save, what our money management looks like. Mm-hmm. And when we're willing to invest in a team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so like, I know some people who are ready tomorrow to price at a premium and bring on the team and all the things. And some people that are going to take some time. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're in the take some time boat, let's just set you up for success long term. Yeah. That's all I'm asking for here, honestly, is for you to just start to get comfortable with the multiplier, for you to start playing out scenarios in realizing what it actually costs to have a team and to have multiple people working on client projects or in the business and how you're going to pay for that. I'm not like trying to paint this picture of it's just, it's so expensive and it's so a lot. Because it's, so, it's not. Like, it's on not. Because that's the thing that I think is a misconception too, is like mm-hmm. you can have a reasonable salary and it, it works out to be, you know, the equivalent of one or two, maybe three very, very part-time contractors. And all of a sudden you have full-time hours. And like, I remember Emily and I going from like 15 hours of help a month to 160 hours of help a month. And we didn't spend any more money. Mm -hmm. It just went from like, like I said, three very part-time people to like one full-time person. And I was blown away. And I don't necessarily like we weren't underpaying the staff member at all. Like you just when you're running a contract business, you have to charge it a premium price point, obviously, which is why you as a service provider are also charging it a premium premium price point. Yep. But I think the help can be more affordable than you think. And you can set yourself up for success and it doesn't have to be scary and it can just be a calculation. And like, if you want help with the calculation, then you need to be in the incubator. Like we're going to help we'll you tell you this. exactly what to charge and why. <laughs> like uh, we're going to take the guesswork out of it so that you uh-huh. don't have to stress about it. All you need to do is apply. It's just bossproject.com slash incubator. Yep. Go apply, get started. If you're looking to scale up and actually grow a team while also making more money yourself, then we need to chat so we can create that plan for you. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. 